Hello, I'm Ramey. And this is Dakota. And you're listening to Leveling Duo, a podcast about two friends talking about games they really like. I guess you know what we're talking about today? Yeah, you mentioned to me earlier that uh, you were wanting to talk a little bit more about Starfield today. Yeah, I have had more time to play it now. Yeah, you've been telling me a few things, and for the most part, I've been trying to kind of keep in the dark about it. Uh, other than a few things I've seen on TikTok, basically people recreating ships from pop culture in the game. Like the Futurama delivery ship. I kind of want to make that one myself. The Bebop from Cowboy Bebop. That one's kind of easy. There's all the ships kind of already shaped like it. Mm-hmm. Freight haulers. Like I said, played a few hours now. Mm-hmm. Over a day worth of time. What have you heard about the game? Other than the ships, anything? Uh, Pretty much like from what I've just heard so far about it. It's mainly uh, basically like you have like different routes that you can like take as far as like how you want to play the game. But for the most part, in a nutshell, it basically kind of boils down to exploration and conquest or assimilation to an extent. Like you either like uh, become a pirate and just kind of like go out and just do whatever you want to without really being affiliated to any official group. Or you become a part of one of the major uh, associations that you can find and kind of work your way up the ranks in that. Yes, you've. You so it reminds me of like the different guilds from like Elder Scrolls. That's exactly what it is, but there's more crossover with them now. Mm. Seeing as they are entities in a living world, it makes sense they would be. And it's basically kind of like Star Trek meets like Skyrim. Pretty much. The capital ship size things you come across, mm-hmm. like they are not really something you can get. They have ranks and ships and size. And as you start off, you can take over like... A's, and then you work your way down to C-class if you max out the piloting perk. Larger ships like freight haulers or military vessels. You also unlock better things to ship build with as you level it up. Okay. Yeah. There's a few things I haven't done. I haven't joined Reusion Industries, mm-hmm. which is more of a corporate kind of thing. I hear it gives you some interesting abilities or stuff like that when you go through it. I have not joined the Crimson Fleet, but I know how to do it now since spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um I have joined the United Colonies Vanguard, which is like their civilian navy, and of course, Constellation, you're automatically part of. Uh, what else is it? The Freestar Collective, I have joined their uh, Freestar Rangers, so I'm a, a space deputy now. Okay. Yeah, and they all have different missions. They also have bounty boards and stuff like that. You can just walk in and take a random thing to get you some credits and some good action at the same time. You don't have to just do their missions. Mm-mm. You know how you finish a guild quest or something like that in Skyrim, and you'll go in Later on, they'll just give you random quests after that. They do this the whole time. You can do that anytime you want. Just go to their kiosk and get some quests, or you could do some of the main stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten too far in the Freestar Rangers and the United Colonies Vanguard. I have done pretty good. I stopped running through Constellation's main quest because that's the main quest. I've unlocked some cool stuff and some wacky stuff happened. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm going too deep into this. I need to break off and do some smaller things. I thought they'd be smaller, but they're all important. They seem important in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a good sign. It's kind of like Skyrim. They had two main campaigns, technically, if you want to call the Civil War a main campaign. This is like every faction seems like a main campaign. Mm-hmm. I still haven't tried crafting, but I'm today, later, I'm going to put down a base somewhere on the planet. You can put those anywhere, by the way. Just like plop them down. As long as I need a gas or an ice planet. An okay. ice giant, because technically you can't really even get on those. But they're nice if you want to scan them. You can sell your scans, planetary scans. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can't land on them. You just scan them, and that's considered a complete scan for you to sell right there. Not bad. Yeah, right? They're useful. Their moons are usually useful, too. they got resources on them. You can actually land them, do stuff. And I've never landed in a spot, in like a random spot on a map, and not found at least three interesting things 
to go and take on like large bases and stuff like that that's randomly generated to do. Mm. So if you hear people talking about giant empty spaces, for the most part, no. I do love planets with low gravity because I can just float across them, either jumping or my jetpack. I just hover across the whole landscape. It's very convenient. But like I said, I did not try crafting it. It's complicated compared to the ones we're used to. Really? Yeah. And it turned me away from it, but I will do it. Now that I'm many, many hours into the game and I've got resources stockpiled here and there, I'm going to attempt to do that. So I figured the best way to start is by building a base. Also, you can add a module to your ship that has all the workbenches in it, like just built into it. That would definitely be something that I would probably, like having a mobile bench is definitely something that's like I would have wished I had in Skyrim. Yeah, I completely agree. And now you can. Hell, even if they would have had like a modded spell or something like that, it was like summon like workbench. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. They should have done that. I bet there is one that does that. I just never. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Modders, if it's not, something you can work on. <laughs> yeah. Well, since 11, 11, 11, nobody's thought to put a mobile workbench in this place. Somebody needs to do it. Summon workshop and just like you just summon like a mini tower or something like that and just has like all your different tables in it. I use um, Murwatch mm-hmm. in Skyrim, which was added in the, what is it, gold edition, the legendary, what do they call it, edition? Legendary. Okay, yeah, that's the edition. I only know because the emblem, the imperial symbol on the front of the game changes color. At the original copy, it was like a dirty uh, steel color. Then it became like a bright silver for the anniversary edition. And mm. now the legendary is a gold color emblem. Back to Starfield, I suppose. I don't know much about the crafting since I haven't done it. I want mm. to really, I'm going to have to watch some tutorials because I will get confused and then all my resources will be wasted on something, I'm sure. I've noticed there's times for research. You have to research things and you actually have to research times to do it. Okay. Yeah. See, like, I would probably get really into, like, the crafting and research aspect of it. Well, being into that, after you showed me how useful it was in Skyrim, mm -hmm. and how I know how useful it is in Fallout 4. Like, I came up with that on my own, too. I didn't, like, look that up on the internet. Well, you helped me. I've made many an iron dagger since then. <laughs> I, I'd hate to imagine the numbers of iron daggers I've created. It is nice, though, when you figure out something like that in a game that works, and then you see on the internet other people that have essentially done the same exact thing, and be like, yeah, have you tried the iron dagger trick? Yeah, iron daggers, iron boots. I, sometimes I accidentally make a bunch of boots. And by then I've made like 50 pair before I realize I'm clicking the wrong button. I want to do the Crimson Fleet. I want to be a space pirate. I even went ahead and bought me a giant freight hauler for 300,000 credits. Mm -hmm. C certification on my license now. I can have big ships. Problem is, I can't be a space pirate if the freight hauler without changing my weapons because they're auto cannons. And anytime I initiate combat with somebody, my auto cannons blow them up. I can get a little bit of their resources off their black box, technically, that's floating in space. I want the ship and everything, you know, and I can't do that if my ship keeps automatically blowing them up. Who would have thought that a freight hauler would have had that kind of weaponry anyway? I mean, it kind of makes sense for being a Class C ship, though. I suppose so, yes. I mean, like, it's not just like your everyday freight hauler. No. And the shields were maxed out on it, too, so I never got a, a scratch. I came across some highly advanced ships that were dangerous to me before, mm. and... I just had to sputter there and stay in one spot, and it took care of all that for me without a problem. Hmm. It's it's kind of like a cheese. I'm going to load back to before I bought it and just space power it myself into a better, a little bit weaker one somewhere, somebody else's ship, I guess. They do have like their version of a death claw. I remember hearing a review, a YouTube uh, question to Todd Howard or somebody asking mm -hmm. about, do they have their version of a death claw, something that's going to be recognizable as a big wild creature enemy? They do have those. So hmm. you have one. There's one that is like the galaxy's bane. I don't want to spoil it. I'm sure you'll get it when you come across the mission or you see one. You'll know what it is. I think you encounter one in the Vanguard missions sometime. Mm -mm. 
do you have any like questions at all or have I just blabbered on about this? <laughs> oh no, you're good, man. Well, I was just going to kind of ask like if you could like compare the gameplay as a feel to any other Bethesda game, like what would you consider it the closest to? I would consider it closer to the combat is more mm. of a fallout, obviously. There's, you know, weaponry and Yeah. Now, here's where I get into a serious spoiler. You do get powers partially through the main campaign. Okay. And they are like gravitational powers or other things like that. They come with these artifacts you've been collecting. Okay, so is it kind of similar to like the shouts from Skyrim? Then Very much so. You have to press both bumpers on the Xbox controller to make them work. Real, just tap them, and I always mm. forget, and I'm throwing grenades and everything else. But yeah, I got one. The first one you get, it just levitates people off the ground around you. Hmm. Which we seen that in one of the trailers. Yeah. The next one I got, this shoves everybody over in front of me, which is kind of useful. Not as good as the lifting one. Interesting. There's like 20s, 26, 27 of them. I haven't got them all, but I decided I was going to look up and see if I found a way to get the other ones now that I know they're the thing. And I see I have a whole tree of them. There's your daily major spoiler, but I guess it really isn't terribly spoilery since you've seen it in a trailer. <laughs> as for the uh, Space Cowboy Freestar Rangers, mm -hmm. I like them. I'm liking them more than the uh, United Colonies Vanguard mission so far. They... Or more laid back. Each planet has like one or two. In the collective, each planet has like one or two rangers posted to it. Mm. And they take care of the whole system. And most planets I've been on so far, unless you're on the capital, there uh, is just one ranger for the whole system. Damn. Also, it's more of a westerny town their capital is. I want to buy an apartment there for like 40-some thousand credits. Mm. Which, in a game where space inflation is a thing, I found a coffee cup worth 50 credits. Or Damn. you could buy all kinds of you can find all this kind of stuff worth like hundreds of credits, but unless it's a thousand or more, I don't even touch it. That's how much space inflation's affected things. I got a sign-on bonus for the United Colonies uh, Vanguard because I did so well in their simulator, and Very nice. that was sizable, like tens of thousands of credits. Just so you know, keep doing that. The simulation, simulation over and over. Yeah, you'll get your piloting skill up if you've unlocked the skill, and it counts towards ships killed on your perk levels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty convenient. Yeah, and there's a terminal that you can work with inside that simulation, right behind your seat, if you want to go back there and see if you can hack into it and mess around in there. Hmm. That's a little game advice for you. They don't judge you for it. They say you should use every resource at your demand. As for the gameplay, ship combat is exciting. It took me a while to learn that I had to get close to a ship to board it. I couldn't just press X like a dock. You have to be within 500 meters to be able to dock once you get their engines taken down. And hmm. It helps to have the, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's in the science, or it's right across from the piloting skill is a targeting skill that lets you target specific ship components on your enemy ship. And you have to get that before you can really take out their engines reliably. And then just mm. tap X or hold X and you dock with it. Kill everybody, you can take the ship or whatever you want to do. I plan on doing that now that I got that stuff unlocked. I'm going to find myself a big old hauler and take it. There's so many good weapons. There's a lot of legendary drops, epics. They have levels now in colors. You have like purple and orange and blue and gray as the basic. So that reminds me straight up of Borderlands. That's what I thought too. That's what taught me about the epic color system. Okay. I don't know if it was a thing in WoW or something, but the first time I ever encountered it was Borderlands. Hmm. Be very picky about your weapons you pick up. I used a Grendel, like a SMG style weapon for a long time until I finally sold it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm a ballistics expert. I wanted to go lasers, but there's just so many more ballistic weapons scattered around. If you want easy access to weapons and you want to take a skill that's going to affect it, ballistic weapons, rifle, things like that, not laser, hmm. because there's just so many of them. But they are annoying, and zero G is a thing. I'll shoot and then go flying backwards and hit a wall. 
or oh, something. Damn. Yeah, it, it keeps my aim messed up. I haven't taken damage from hitting a wall yet, I don't think. But that's hard to tell because I'm getting shot at the same time. I can't really tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've seen so many different mods and effects. I have weapons that catch people on fire that are just a legendary effect. There's just so many. There's ones that consecutive hits do more damage, which is nice on SMGs and stuff like that. Now, like, can you, like, customize the weapons and stuff like you could, like, say in Fallout? Yeah, or... I just haven't got into it. Okay. Uh, it says uh, modded. When you go to pick up something, it says modded, and it won't tell you exactly what the mod is. You have to look at it closer to see what it is. Suppressed, scoped, tell you what kind of scope, laser sight, better stock. There, There's more mods on this than I've ever seen in any game mm -mm. for Bethesda. And Fallout had a bunch. There's more in this. And now I know I have to research it, so I should have been doing this earlier, at least putting into the research. That takes time doing the research. And you come back and your workbench is done researching for you. I guess in the constellations basement, they have a, a research lab where you can have all the, if you don't want to, can't afford a ship of all the benches in it, you can go to the constellations basement. Mm. Not a real spoiler since literally the first thing you're doing in the game. I've seen a whole lot of people find little bugs in the game that they can get so many credits and I'll, I don't do nothing like that. I'm one of those people who like a pure experience. Mm -hmm. Grenades work just like Fallout 4. Okay. So right bumper hold if you're on a controller after you equip it. And the menu even has a throwable section now. They're not just stuck in the weapon section. That's a nice improvement. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's near the bottom of the list. I've gotten used to more of the menus now that I know what I'm doing. I complained about them earlier. I still would like to be able to see a side-by-side -side comparison of what's in one spot and what's in another container. But now that I know what I'm doing, it's just a quality of life thing that I don't really need as much. The thing is, the vendors have buy and sell sheets. Your inventory has your inventory and your ship's inventory if you're in the right area. Mm -hmm. Any vendor, pretty much, you can sell out of your ship and yourself. Okay. So you can walk around the middle of the city and sell directly from your ship inventory if you like. And wherever you land your ship, if it's on a major city, landing bay, they will have a little green kiosk nearby. You can just sell straight out of your ship with like 5,000 credits in it. Very nice. Yeah, it's very handy. And there's a guy standing beside it, a ship technician that can repair, sell you ships. It's only cost 1,000 credits to repair your ship, by the way. So don't use your ship parts if you think you're going to make it back. It's easy just to fast travel back to a base, repair mm -hmm. your ship for 1,000 credits. Because those things come in handy. Those ship parts, I'm spamming. Well, I was until I got the freight hauler. Now I don't get hurt. You take a bit of damage against a lot of ships. Mm -hmm. Use the boost button on your ships. Another hint. Uh, it uh, keeps people from targeting you. It might have been in the tutorial, but I didn't see it. So mm -hmm. I didn't know. I just never bothered with the boost. I said, why would I need the boost anywhere? And <laughs> uh, now I know it loses targeting. I know that because I watched somebody else do it to me. A pirate was like boosting away from me to get out of my target lock. And I said, oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> and now I hear the beeping and I know the press left joystick. When you mentioned gameplay, was it combat you were mainly talking about or? Um... Well, pretty much just about like kind of like the general feel for the game, like just like walking around, exploring, that kind of thing. Like the feel of it, like when you're playing the game, has there been any other games that you've played that it feels very similar to? Like, is it like very like Fallout or? It's very Fallout with a touch of No Man's Sky because of the resource collecting and the lasers and stuff. You can also, a lot of people use the laser weapon because it's unlimited ammo. The laser digger thing that you get mm. in the very beginning to resource mine. But you can use a weapon, like a regular weapon. I know I forgot to take my cutter, my laser cutter, into the second place I got to get one of those artifacts. And I was like, okay, I don't want to go all the way back to my ship. Because once you go through a loading screen, you can't access your ship's inventory. You can see it, but you can't access it. So I was like, I'm just going to shoot it with my shoddy. And I did. And it popped out. So if you're really desperate, you don't have to go get a cutter. You can just shoot the things. And I'm sure if you can shoot that out, you could also shoot like a mineral deposit you want if you have to. Mm. I haven't tried it, but it makes no sense why they wouldn't let you do both. No Man's Sky, when it comes to resource collecting and scanning creatures, if you want to get into that, 
And I'm sure you will if you want to create things. You can set mm-hmm. up entire bases on a planet. You can have more than one base on different planets. So you can resource mine with just automation if you like. Very nice. Um, yeah. Combat, it's Fallout 4, but more, it's just smoother. I don't know how else to put it. It feels a little bit more like a Call of Duty. Uh, I had to lower the sensitivity because I was, when you aim, it is just all over the place for me. And I'm used mm-hmm. to like the old Fallout kind of slower Relying mm-hmm. on VATS thing. Gotcha. There's no VATS. Also, when you scan things, you can see um, their temperament. Like, are they hostile? Are they... You don't have to scan them. You just have to pull up your scanner and you can see, look at somebody and it will tell you if they're hostile, how they're feeling. Well, that's pretty convenient. That's going to be pretty helpful in negotiations, mm-hmm. not just in combat. Yeah. And there's perks you can unlock later. You use that feature to, uh, you know, how Fallout had the animal companion, whatever, make them your friend mm-hmm. and make enemies kind of scared of you. That comes out of your scanner feature. Uh, you pull up your scanner and you can make them do different things. I'm using the photo mode so you can take photos with different frames around them or whatever and different poses. I'm using that a lot in this game. I've never used it in any other game. And it will show up on your loading screen somewhere. That's nice. Okay, that's cool. If anybody's played Oblivion, you remember the little mini game for getting someone's disposition towards you to change your yeah. uh, conversation little mini game? You tell them jokes, threaten them or something. Well, this one has like a one... A two, three, four, and it shows you a plus for each option you want to pick on the conversation. And it'd be like, oh, you don't want to do that to me or whatever. And it'd be a one or there's a threat down here. It's like plus five beside it and it's in the red. So, you know, it'd be harder. Mm. Well, there's little bars at the very bottom, three to six bars or sometimes more. And whatever option you choose, you could choose a green one. It only fills up one of those little bars because it's a one plus one on the green. And you only have so many turns to convince them by filling up all those bars. So eventually you're going to have to click on a red or a yellow to get more pluses to those bars to fill them up. Does that make any sense? It does. My diplomacy skill where I chose a diplomat has helped out quite a lot. And you could, if you think you're going to have to convince somebody of something, save first, quick save. You just load back. Scum saving. Mm -hmm. I I hear what term is for that. I've only had to do that once. And there's chemicals. Uh, Take different things like a a pill bottle with a smile on the front that makes your chance of succeeding on a persuasion go up a little bit more. Hmm. There's a few other things that do that. Also, there's a lot of damage resistance things. I have a guy traveling with me that gives me a um, a meal, like a random taco or an alien stew or something like that. Every few mm. minutes, he'll give me something different. And it's always like, yeah, plus so much percentage health and plus 300 damage resistance. Very good. I think it's Barrett, the first guy that comes picks you up when you mm. tutorial. I was romancing this one of the uh, main characters. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, they pick the person you have liked the most, and it likes you the most, and kill them if you don't immediately rush to their aid. Oh, damn. Yeah, so now you know. See, that made me a little bit upset, because I didn't know that it was going to happen. And so I had saved. I couldn't load back. I would have loaded back, because I put a lot of work into that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and I went running as soon as I heard they were in danger. Well, you're kind of supposed to, man, whenever... But I was in a building at the moment with the other people who were literally about to be attacked. There, You have to pick and choose. Uh, and I had no idea that I even had the option to run away. I missed that little notification, optional at the top. Mm. And it just disappeared. And I was like, oh, no, they killed him. And now his daughter hates me. She won't have nothing to do with me. And she's a little 12-year-old girl. She used to live on my ship. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. I'm getting really invested in this game. More than, I think more than Skyrim, because I can follow the story. I follow Skyrim's story, but this seems like I'm more involved in the story instead of just fetch questing everything. Ah, uh, gotcha. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely sounds like you're more invested, man. I like it. I, I was skeptical. When I heard it was coming out way back when, mm-hmm. I said, I want another Fallout game. 
Because honestly, I like Fallout out of Bethesda's things more than any. And I think over the years, it's I've liked it more than Halo a little bit. And I hate to admit it, I love Halo. I still follow the lore, but Fallout pulls me in. And it's a real fun game, man. I mean, like I've always enjoyed Fallout. Yeah, you like to play melee, don't you? And luck builds. Yeah, that's that's usually my cup of tea in that. I mean, I know like the whole point of it is like having guns and stuff, but Fallout Four with my melee build, I don't really need guns. And you're like a teleporting fiend. You're like flash stepping everywhere. Pretty much. I haven't went the melee route. I know there's options too. Mm-hmm. And I barely went into the combat route at all. It's mostly ship stuff I focus on. I, like I said, ballistics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You will, it's a, it's a Bethesda game. You will want to upgrade your digi picking, lock picking, security skill, whatever. I think it's called security. Okay. Yeah. It has replaced like computers and lock picking as the one thing, which is nice. You don't have to put in the two skills. So they've kind of. Went through with the skills and they've combined some or divided others. Yeah. So always, always go for digi picking because I can't count the times I've used it now. And the best loot's always behind it. And I use the digi pick to hack into that Vanguard um, simulator test and get myself extra benefits and allies and stuff. They count me doing it, but they didn't (laughs) judge me for it. They said it was that I should use every resource available to me as a Vanguard agent. Hmm. Yeah. So they're like, we condone your cheating because you were resourceful. Yeah. At least that's what he said outwardly. I don't know if there's behind the scenes stuff going on. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I hope you get to play it. I mean, I do too, man. I'm currently just waiting until I've got the funds to get a system that can run it. Well, the Xbox Series S is only two ninety nine, which is considerably cheaper than the PS5s. Yes, it is. I've just invested so much money I into know. PlayStation. <laughs> you have a PS4, right? I do, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not sure what happened with it, but it basically got stuck in safety mode, said it needed to be reformatted, and then I tried to reformat it. It's not recognizing anything that I try to do, and I'm not sure if it is recoverable or not. I'm not sure what the software issue is. It is fairly old. Like I was really sad because this happened when the new Diablo game came out. I literally came home put the disc in. I didn't have internet at the time. I was waiting for it to actually get in uh, the next day. And the internet came in. Everything was good to go. And then I booted up the PlayStation and it said that it needed to be reformatted. The new PlayStations aren't built like the old PlayStations. And some of you listeners probably know what I'm talking about. The like, PS1s, PS2. Like you could just about chuck them things across the room and still pick it up and play. Yeah. And the Super Nintendo, that thing basically was a brick. Yeah. So was the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Mostly Nintendo products, really. Very sturdy. I don't know. Anything else I should say about this game? Anything you would like to know about it? Because I'm about done talking about it. I don't want to spoil too much. Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, with your personal opinion, with the games you've played and stuff like that, realistically, how many hours do you think this game you can get good playable content out of? Since I have played 30-some hours, which isn't a lot, but I've been kind of busy this week. i played 30-some mm. hours, and um, I have just scratched the surface of each faction, except, no, I've, I haven't even done it. I've won three factions out of five major factions, mm. and I haven't even done them. I've just scratched the surface of them, and the stuff in between has kept me busy. Uh, little side quests here and there. You talk to somebody, you hear my, my side quest thing is just filled up because mm. you know how it works in Bethesda game. You walk oh, past yeah. somebody and they're talking and all of a sudden you got a new mission. 
I haven't even really done all those. I'll get distracted by somebody in a ship. I jump to a new system and somebody's asking for aid on something and I'll help them. Or I talk to a classroom of students on a field trip. Mm -mm. There was a woman who was doing cruises in space and some of the tourists wanted to ask me questions about being a pilot when she got over the comms. So I answered uh, one of the, the last question was actually is an old woman. I think, is it true that captains have a, a lover for each port? And I was like, sure. And the woman's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Cut off the mic. And they cut off the mic. She said, thank you so much for helping. This is a real rambunctious tour today. It's just, I've come across so many. I've seen some on TikTok, actually, of a, you come across a captain singing a sea shanty. Hmm. I've had, it's just the random encounters, like a lot of Bethesda games, but there's almost one for each system you pop into. There's some random thing going on. I came across a space casino, party ships. It's the small things keeping me busy right now, and I'm barely getting into the other stuff because of it. Mm -mm. So, and I haven't even went off the beaten path to explore side planets lately. Like, just a random planet I know I'll never probably visit on a main mission. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that, because every time I go down the one, there's like five locations around me that I, well, I, of course, have to go into and tear apart and take everything out of them and kill everybody in them. Mm -hmm. I came across farmers who were being threatened by veterans of a, a war a few years ago. There's just so many little odds and ends, and each one of them have a story they'll tell you, and it's nice. A lot of it ain't reading anymore. You know how Skyrim and Fallout, you read a lot of the story. No, mm -hmm. there's dialogue for it. Good. Mm-hmm. I don't mind reading it. I'm, I'm not complaining, but it is a nice addition. They say a lot of that can be done because you have a silent protagonist now. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind it at all. Me and my little dude is just traveling around, and I got Barrett with me because he makes me good food that keeps me from taking damage. And he's a great trunk to carry my stuff with. <laughs> uh, for the occasions I go away from my ship, 250 meters is how far you can be from your ship to get still access to its inventory. So he's basically like Lydia 2.0. But he talks and he has like a problem with his spoiler, his, his dead husband. I'm helping him on a side quest to, I'm, I'm actually paying some sleuths and a lawyer to help figure out how his husband got blackmailed and killed. And I'm only doing that spoiler because my previous dude got murdered through my own doing on accident. The other dude gave me a rifling perk. This guy just gives me like a, a extra shields on my ship or something. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, just so much, so much to do and so many people to talk to. I can't go into so much. It's a galaxy of stuff to do. And the story has been good so far. The main campaigns for each faction, the main story so far has been entertaining more even so than, than, Skyrim's and probably Fallout 4's. There's just a lot of things in this game that you should try. And don't pick up detritus you find laying around because a lot of it isn't actually useful like in Fallout 4. Because mm -hmm. I did that. Started up, there was duct tape, space tape or whatever they called it. Need that and I picked it up and it was useless. Without spoiling any more than I've already spoiled, which is a lot when it comes to companions, I guess. <laughs> I recommend the game. If you have an Xbox, if you have good enough internet to use Game Pass and stream it an old Xbox One, Mm -hmm. or something you can use game pass to stream it like cloud play cloud play from android tablets and pcs if you have good enough internet for it you don't have to have an xbox to play it if that helps you in any decision to buy a console in the future i, I recommend xbox just for game pass if nothing else because there's so many free games when you pay for game pass well ultimately like i want to be that guy that has like all the systems mm -hmm. like i want an xbox and a playstation and like i got a switch already plan on getting the new switch when it comes out like i'm kind of a like maybe the xbox be in the living room the playstation in the bedroom the switch wherever i decide it wants to go it's just portable exactly watch the next generation of switch be like home based only i feel like that would be a step in the wrong direction but that's just me i 
I have almost bought a couple times since Baldur's Gate came out. Mm-hmm. PlayStation 5. I've got the money to do it. I just don't. There's nothing. I don't like God of War. There's just so much I don't care Mm -hmm. to play. The Last of Us, they're good games. I watch people play them. I don't want to play them. I'm real picky about the games I play. And they're fun stories, but the gameplay isn't my kind of thing. The Last of Us is a good story. I don't much like the stealth kind of things you have to do so much in The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing on playstation right now horizon zero dawn i bought it when it first came out i never finished it i think scott finished it mm-hmm. and i haven't tried the second one i mean they're all fun games and i get what you're saying but i've just always been a playstation oh i guy. was for years i was for years until i got the first xbox <laughs> <laughs> and then i still was because after the series after the ones came out i didn't have access to the internet really so i had to have a playstation to play because Xbox, everything was online. You had to have connection just to save your game and everything. So I had to go PlayStation 4 after the Xbox 360. And I still got my PlayStation 4, but I don't really touch it. But Baldur's Gate is coming out just around the corner for Xbox. I don't have to buy a PlayStation to play Baldur's Gate now. Hell yeah. I don't have a problem with PlayStation fans. The console wars is a mess. I say just enjoy whatever game you want to play on whatever console you prefer. Yeah. To me, it's not about superiority. It's just about having fun. That's exactly right. I like Bethesda games. I like Halo. So Xbox, at this moment, is what I need. PlayStation, it's just a lot of the games I don't like. I don't really want to play. Not that interested in them. And half of them are cross-compatible anyway, so I could just have them on Xbox. Uh, Let's see. Nintendo, if I need a system, I'll get it. Like Nintendo. I like to play Pokemon, so I have to have Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) Play what you want. Have your good time. If you have an Xbox or you plan on getting a new console soon, Series S will play Starfield. And soon you'll even have Baldur's Gate. Right now, it just seems like the best bang for your buck. Two ninety nine price tag. Oh yeah, and don't worry, we'll put a link in the description. That was okay. Now it sounds like I'm. I, I wasn't advertising for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I like Xbox. Yeah, this has not been a sponsored uh, episode or anything like that. Which Microsoft, if you want to reach out, like no <laughs> hating or anything. But yeah, like just we have a Sony fan and an Xbox fan here. We I think we cover and we both like Nintendo. So. Yeah, I think we pretty well cover most of the bases. We just don't have a hardcore computer gamer. We have a friend who is, but oh yeah, I did it for a few about a year, and it's more of a hobby than a a system just to play on. And I like being able to just play. I don't want to have to update everything every time I turn around. It wasn't for me. I guess that's it. I'll put any affiliate links I have. Amazon games we've been talking about and if it makes everybody happy i'll even put a playstation 5 in those affiliate links how about that oh that'll be perfect yeah i don't have a problem with playstation it just ain't got the games i want <laughs> which also controversial opinion i prefer one with a disc oh yeah it ain't controversial i completely agree but i since i have so few playstation games anymore i would have got the digital one if i bought one also i don't like the fact that sony makes you buy their games on their store xbox you can buy them gamestop they'll sell playstation digital codes mm-hmm. Walmart, sony stop that they won't do it. Really? Did yep. not know that. Even Nintendo lets you get them other places. Hmm. But Sony will not let you buy digital codes from anywhere but their store. So the price never goes down. Interesting. Not really. I don't know why. I know why they did it, but I don't like that. So if I got a, a Sony product, I'd probably, now that I think about it, end up getting the, the disc version. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add the affiliate links to any of these games we've talked about if somebody might be interested in one. And I understand a lot of people don't like Starfield. They don't like the idea there's loading screens that don't bother me. Not a big deal. I play a lot of Bethesda games. There's a lot of loading screens, Dakota. Oh, yeah. Like about every game I've ever played has had a hardcore loading screen in it. Or cutscenes that are a glorified loading screen. Oh, yeah. 
the God of War thing where you're sliding mm-hmm. between rocks and, oh, yeah. or elevators. Uh, well, not God of War, but Mass Effect like their elevators. Do you have any final thoughts other than us apologizing for upsetting Sony fans? <laughs> uh, just I look forward to playing Starfield. And for any of you listeners out there looking forward to play, uh, feel free to give us, you know, your opinions, expressions, you know, like, hell, take some screenshots, take some videos, send it in, you know, like, maybe we might try to do something where if y'all send in some stuff, maybe we can try to start featuring that and maybe some of our shorts on YouTube and whatnot. All of our socials and the YouTube channel or the podcast website link will be in the description. Whatever you're watching or listening on, you'll find this counterpart in the description as well as the affiliate links. Well, listeners... We'll have uh, all links in the description below for all uh, affiliate links and whatnot we've mentioned so far. And again, uh, for all of our uh, different social media accounts, uh, links will also be below as well. And like I said before, uh, we look forward to hearing from y'all and hopefully uh, we can, you know, try to get y'all interacted in with some of the content we're putting out there. We do a couple of other podcasts, Brother Knows Quest, a podcast where I talk about tabletop role-playing games with my sister Beth and... Another one that I do with my sister that she tells me about Horrific History and Hauntings. That's the name, Horrific History and Hauntings. If you can give us a review on whatever you're using to watch or listen to this, that'd be nice. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And this has been Dakota. Leveling Duo is logging off. Logging off. Logging off.